Hey, before we get into the show, please subscribe to my email list. You'll get all the updates on the Blue Oasis podcast, plus tips, tricks, as well as my products to my website. So click the link in the show notes now and subscribe to RothsteinVoiceOvers.com. Welcome to the Blue Oasis Podcast. This is the podcast for finding peace and prosperity in your life, learning the history of hobbies, as well as making a little side hustle out of your hobbies. If you want to find balance in your life and find peace, this is your show. Get ready. You're listening to the Blue Oasis Podcast. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. Okay, and welcome back to the Blue Oasis Podcast. With me are Elizabeth Medwood and Jason Medwood. How are you two? Super. Great, great doing yeah. awesome. Thanks very much for having us, Adam. You are most certainly welcome. All right, so um, tell the audience about... Uh, yourself uh give a little uh give a couple facts if you will so <laughs> my name my name is liz and this is my husband uh jason on on the line uh with us and together we create a music and comedy fiction podcast um which we put out twice a week and that's kind of like our primary um creative venture uh, that we're working on and we're working on many different facets of it and so that's kind of like our our main main focus right now so it's called the smile syndicate music hour so it's got uh comedy material like funny horoscopes fake mailbags stories from a fictional town called smileton we're doing a lot of world building we have a segment where our uh, these fictitious townspeople give us messages on a message board so gives us lots of opportunity to have funny little stories going on. Uh, we kind of have characters on the show. Miss Liz is called Miss Elizabeth on the, on the podcast. She's the reasonable one. I'm the cranky one. I'm always getting upset by the events that are happening in the town. I'm always at war with our inept corrupt mayor, Patty Pepper. And it's like a variety show. So when we're not doing our comedy bits, we're playing songs that I recorded. So they're up-tempo, they're fun. Uh, it's all meant to be just an hour or so of fun, silly fun twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And, and I'll definitely leave that in the show notes uh, so you can check back uh, later. All right. So how did you get to get started on the Smile Syndicate podcast? What inspired you to create it? Well, I had wanted to work on music. I, want, I made a decision a long time ago that I wanted to record songs, put an album together, get it out. And I spent a number of years kind of getting up to speed with the skills I was going to need. I didn't know how to sing. I had to go get lessons for that. I didn't know how to record music and mix it properly. So I had to learn all that. It's a lot of work getting 12 songs put together. So I decided after that, that if I'm going to keep going, it has to get easier than this. I have to break it down. So maybe a song at a time, and maybe I release it on an EP. While trying to put that music together, um, we put up a website, and I actually couldn't resist kind of turning this album into a fictitious band. 
and this fictitious band has to have a history. So this band actually put out 16 albums before the one I did. So we, I made up all the titles, all the songs, the length of each song, who wrote them, and a bunch of fake album reviews for each one. <laughs> I made Miss Elizabeth create 16 fake album covers. So we put the album out and, and Liz advertised it on Reddit. And we got to the front page of Reddit for like 28 hours or something like that. So we got tons of people coming to the site. And we were finding that people were listening to the music, but no one was checking out this monolithic wall of text and everything. So I realized like that was too much all at once. I was, we're just dropping a huge glop of comedy on people. So even back then, Liz suggested, why don't we do a podcast? So I always, I always say this now that, you know, Liz is the one with the ideas and I'm the one who pushes back against the ideas. And then it takes time for me to accept that it is the right thing. So it took a couple of years and I decided, well, I can do a song a week for a little while and then take a break and do it again. So I'll put that out as a podcast. Liz convinced me to talk a little bit up front on each of the shows. I reluctantly did that, but then I soon found I was doing jokes again and I was creating uh, storylines, just like little, like 90 second things. Uh, stopped doing that. And then in 2018 decided it, ne it needed to happen again. So uh, it started doing the podcast the same old way. And we decided to do a video with one of the comedy segments for a mailbag where I would answer questions and talk to the camera. But Liz was running the camera and we had some little interactions. And one of my friends who's listened to every episode said, that's what the show should be. You guys got to get together and do the show together. So that's how it happened. So Liz joined the show and we quickly grew from one song with me talking to it to now three songs a week um, and two big comedy segments and lots of world building and uh, this past April, we decided to move to twice a week. So we've been doing two episodes, two 50 minute episodes a week since then. So, mm -hmm. and, and it's just been steady build since then. So we're just trying to build an audience, get people into our world. It's coming to have fun for an hour or so twice a week. So who doesn't want that? <laughs> who doesn't at all? Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, to my listeners, uh, you know, this is a hobby podcast and, yep. and, uh, Right now, I mean, I'm expanding. I'm trying to get all these new ideas, and I, and and comedy fiction is definitely something that I did not hear about uh, earlier this year. Um, <laughs> do you want to uh, describe to my audience, to uh, the audience, of uh, what comedy fiction is to those that are brand new? Sure, I'll, I'll take that one on. Uh, comedy fiction is just uh, it's just like fiction. It's just like storytelling. Um, but just just with the comedy comedy aspect, I mean, it's just as as pure and and simple as it as it could possibly be. It's just it's just that we're we're we want people to distinguish. Like the reason why we say comedy fiction is because we want people to know that we're not just we're not stand up. We're we're sometimes um, working together with a with with two different scripts and and we do do improv. Um, like we sort of play off of each other while we're going. So some of the stuff is impro impro like improv, but it's not the story itself and all the characters are all just made up. Like it's basically, we just want to make clear to everybody, this is completely like you're stepping out of, the, out of your world. You're stepping into a whole other world. It's storytelling, it's world building. And, um, and please don't imagine that there's actually a real, a real Smileton, although that be. would be amazing. Um, but there unfortunately isn't, but it does mean that we can tell so many different uh, like amazing stories that involve like fantasy and science fiction if we want or, you know, all, like action adventure or any other kinds of genres that we want to include in there, but it's all with the intent 
of being uplifting and making people like a little bit happier, a little like have a little smile, maybe laughter would be great. And so it's it's never it's never going to be on purpose, you know, making you sad, for example. So a simple example would be we do a, a segment called the Smileton News. So Liz reads news stories from our town and they're all far-fetched. They're all ridiculous. I usually react negatively to the story and we kind of have a little bit of back and forth. Sometimes I'll talk about one of my fictitious friends in town and the trouble they're getting into or the trouble I got into when I went, you know, to the food court. It's, it's just sort of trying to like, trying to uh, describe and convey funny characters, funny situations, ridiculous, improbable things happening and just treating it all very lightheartedly. That's really what it comes down to. It might be kind of like sketch comedy, you know, but in a podcast format. And less structured and yeah, you know, a lot of improv. Yeah, and uh, back in the day, um, uh, you know, I heard just this these old stand-up things, but to actually have a fictional story uh, with, you know, you know, with just structure and uh, just and and have it just go in a chronological story like a an old serial. Yep. I mean, yep. that is just a brilliant idea, and and uh, it's fun. yeah. Yeah, sorry, you, you've, you just said serial, and that's exactly right. One of the things we like to do every so often is tell like a month-long story. So we just got through that in December. So our town of Smileton actually has two towns that are close to us, Gowers Gulch and Pickle Hills. And the storyline goes, we have a yearly tradition where the towns get together and have a snowball fight. So there was a month-long story about this epic snowball fight and all these crazy things happening. And... Yeah, it was just a, a lot. So it was basically that was a that was a time where we had these normally we had little storyline threads running, but this was now we're gonna have a start, a beginning, a middle, and an end to a story. It's gonna get exciting. There'll be a climax. You'll know the story's done, and you want to keep listening through the whole month. So we do that every so often. So a serial is exactly the right word to use for that mm -hmm. kind of thing. But we, it's all the degrees in between as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, uh, before I get into creative design, I need to ask and for donations and promote my show. So, oh, right. ladies, so ladies and gentlemen, if you are liking what you hear here, um, please consider donating. There is a link in the show notes. Um, also, um, if you will be so kind and to rate this show five stars if you think it's worth it. And... <laughs> And uh, and write a little review and let and share the show with people uh, with anyone that you know. Uh, yeah, use the you words know, great, Adam, compelling, people, addictive. Yeah. People don't realize how big of an impact those reviews can have because once you start to get reviews from from real people who who really are just are taking a moment, you actually start showing up in searches in in different specific um, lists, like in in different countries. So. You know, for podcasters, it's like, I know that it seems like a lot of effort to, to do that, but it really makes a huge difference to discoverability. So do that for Adam. So if you've been listening to the Blue Oasis podcast and you've been liking it, come on, let's get going here. Yeah. Support what you like. Come on. 500,000 downloads by the end of the year. Oh, oh, I am having fun right now. Um, okay. All right. So yeah, please go donate to the show. Um, let people know what you're listening to and rate and review. Um, okay, and now coming out in March, um, I will have my audiobook 
mastery mini course. Um, I don't know the date yet, but uh, if you go to my website, rothsteinvoiceovers.com, uh, I will I will put out an email for you and give you some updates on that. Um, also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want to become a podcaster or something with creative design, uh, go to Skillshare.com. Skillshare.com has all everything that you need. So get your first two months free when you sign up uh, in the link with the link below. So uh, just be sure to check that out in the uh, show notes as well. So don't. So do not. So don't let life pass you by. <laughs> go find it. Go find your passion on Skillshare.com, or if you've already found your passion, learn, take some classes and elevate that skill so that you can create that nomadic income. All right. And, and back to the show. All right. So let's talk about uh, creative design. Um, so... So I recently had a friend of mine on the podcast um, who was in the marketing department at Kettler, which is an advertising firm for real estate down in uh, Virginia. And, and uh, he's using all this stuff from Adobe Premiere and Adobe, um, and Adobe Photoshop. Um, you, uh, you guys... Uh, are you both creative designers or is it just you, Elizabeth? So my business is uh, web design. So I, uh, I, do, I do some of that work when I'm doing web design. So I might work with companies to develop their, uh, their logos and then develop their sort of their business, their brand, what they already have established and figure out how to sort of um, filter that into a website that has a really good, strong user interface and, um, and make that work. However, I would also say, and this is like a, like a, huge, um, a huge tip for anybody out there who's like a web developer or working with a web developer, it's, it's also very, a very good idea to try to find somebody who works with that web developer on your actual branding design because web development, web developers such as myself can often do that kind of graphic design work uh, but a specifically branding design person who works with the web developer can actually get you a lot, a lot, lot farther. So I work with all those tools that you were mentioning. I work with the, the full Adobe suite, um, but there are people out there who use them in such a way that you can just spend like what is relatively a smaller amount of money and get a, a large amount of um, response from that, uh, from your customers. Perfect. Uh, Jason, you're, are you also a web developer or is it, or is it just uh, Liz? Yeah, any kind of create creativity in that arena, so like using you know, any kind of visual stuff, that will be Liz. Yeah, I okay. have done that kind of stuff. I was a web developer way before we expected websites to look half decent. So hand coding, HTML, ASP, that kind of stuff. But in terms of visual presentation, visual design, UX, all that kind of stuff. That is definitely Liz's department. Yeah. Um, so Liz, um, if someone does want to become that web developer or UX UI designer, 
Um, mm-hmm. What tips would you give them, especially going in the uh, new uh, freelance world? Right. So the main thing that, that I would say, like from the very beginning, is that you're not, you're not necessarily going to know very much about what you're, what you're starting and don't let that intimidate you. Everything to do with the web development world right now can be learned. Um, and if you just add on like step-by-step step, learning different, uh, different components of web development, you can, um, you can build yourself into some, someone who's really competitive and, and that other people who are building kind of like these, uh, these self-built websites that are like a Wix or a Squarespace or something like that, when they, when they compared to something that you have you know, figured out how to do, you know, there, there's just no comparison. You have a lot more flexibility and you can take education to, uh, to further that. But I have to admit that I did not. Uh, when I went through, I, like I was an English major and I got an MA in English and I just started doing web development as a blogger, just learning about web, websites that way. And there's so much that you can learn basically for free you know, just on, on the internet. And I would say, don't be, don't be in too much of a rush. Don't be uh, intimidated uh, and, you know, just attack things one step at a time and try not to lose patience because these things can take like a couple of weeks of like intensive study to focus on one specific area uh, that you're having trouble with. And if you do that, I think that like, that's really how I, uh, how I got uh, to, to be in like in the business position that I'm in now, where I, I do have people asking me, you know, can't we just do it in Squarespace? Can't we just do it in Wix and why not? And the reason is because if you look behind the curtain just a little bit, you'll see how much you're, you're missing in terms of ownership of your materials, of flexibility, of what you can do. And as soon as you want to add on more onto those, um, onto those pre-made kinds of constructions, uh, you're, you're ending up paying money anyway. So, yeah, that would be my, my tip is start slow, um, be deliberate and, uh, and just don't, don't quit step-by-step step really does it. Now I actually, uh, funny that you mentioned that, um, I actually did, uh, use wix.com for rostingvoiceovers.com and, uh, yeah. And, and would, yeah. So nothing. Yeah. So you don't uh, transfer domains and then just recreate uh, the website or, or do you do that ever? So for example, if somebody came to me with a Wix website, but they needed to develop it into something a little bit more um, like they needed a little bit more power to it. Like they had a function that they wanted to build in and their business was justifying the expense and the effort, you know, of improving it. Because sometimes, you know, you do start with a Wix and it's fine for what you need it for, for right now. Um, and, and so like, that's fine. The problem is though, just to be aware that you might need to, to transition into something more flexible um, for the future. Also, I'm just pretty obstinate uh, about wanting to have control and wanting to have creative control and, and wanting to know how things work and wanting to stop people from pushing me in certain directions, you know? And I like to do that for my clients as well. Just make sure that if they want to move in a certain direction that we can move them there and, uh, and they're not necessarily paying too much or they're not being, being forced or prevented or blocked or anything like that. Because the website, it's, it's the internet. 
it's code, it's, you know, you should be able to do whatever you can imagine. You know, that's kind of the dream is to be able to do exactly what you imagine, not too much because that would be a waste, but just do it right, do it right for the project. So what I would do in your case is I would, if you were ready to expand and it was a business that was ready to expand, then I would do an analysis of it uh, and figure out what, what parts of it needed to expand and why didn't Wix fit anymore. And, uh, and it would be a complete redesign. Um, like we wouldn't just take the Wix and just transfer it over. We would, uh, we would figure out your branding. We would keep what was good. And usually it looks quite different just because of the different components that you can, can possibly add if you just imagine you know, what you can do with it. Yeah. So what in particular do you like about um, web design? Is there, what, well, what drew you toward it um, when, you, when you first got going? I love the puzzle component of it. You know, that's really where I started was, um, was just learning like what is a website even, you know, and, and why, you know, why is it, why does this website? And I of course started just like everybody with just a WordPress dot or a blogger even, it was before WordPress. You know, so I started looking at it and thinking, well, why is it a certain way? Why can't I do certain things? And so just solving those puzzles, you know, that's number one and figuring out how does it have to work this way? Why, why does it work this way inside the web development, you know, in industry? And it's, and it's because, you know, it's, it's just because that, like it, it, it becomes real, like it becomes, um, understandable once once you have sort of pulled it apart. Then the second part is to look at the client and figure out what they want and what they actually what their business actually needs, and then bringing those two, what's possible and what's needed, bringing those together, and making them really work, um, and and bringing them something that's a little bit more long lasting, you know, something that isn't going to necessarily be difficult to maintain or going to need to be replaced, you know, in the next three years or something like that. Um, it's, it's the puzzle element. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to, uh, get, uh, Jason back in and, uh, just go a little more, um, towards the pot, towards the podcast. Um, so Jason, right now you are, um, approaching, let me, this up here you have um hmm. all right you how all right let's see you are at how many episodes have you how many podcast episodes have you done so far i think we're the number is about 185 we're going to be hitting up yeah we're going to be hitting episode 200 in march nice we did ninety. I, I did i looked at the numbers for 2020 and in april is when we started doing two a week so I think we ended up doing 95 episodes last year. Nice. And yeah, it's just, it's relentless. It's twice a week, 50 minutes each time. And I complain frequently on the show about how, how much work it is and how it's destroying me physically and mentally, but the show must go on. We have to stay on that joyful treadmill, producing that content week in and week out. Got to keep happening. Got to stick with it. Yeah. And, and right now I'm at once a week, um, once the donations do roll in, um, if I can, it, even $20 a month, uh, like, and, and, and I'll upgrade 
upgrade it to, to two shows a week, but uh, need the need that dough though. But <laughs> but it but it's definitely but you but uh, just to tie everything back together, you yep. two have never uh, um, used web design or an element of web design in your show for uh, comedy fiction, have you? Actually, yes, we, we do. I built the website and we host the podcast ourselves from our own self-hosted uh, website. So, so yes, it's, that website is designed um, by, by us and the content is all, you know, us and everything, of course. And, um, and the, but most importantly, the podcast feed and all of the data that's, you know, that, that is the podcast, as you know, you need hosting for the data, you know, that is the podcast. It's getting to be a little bit, a little bit of a problem right now because we have such a large back catalog of all of our shows and right now it's all available. Uh, so if you do find it on like your podcast app, you'll find that you can, you can see all of it, like according, like as long as it'll list it. Uh, it's, it's all on our website that you can just go and see all of those episodes. And that's a heck of a lot of data. Um, so we are probably it's a lot of entertainment. To... Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it sure is, and... Jason. <laughs> so yeah, so we, we have to, um, we have to figure out a way to, as we move forward, like if we double our episodes, what are we going to do? Are we going to like pay for more hosting or are we going to like figure out some other kind of way to archive it so that our our special members like our, our supporters can have access to all of those really older shows and just let the newer ones maybe be available so those are the kinds of web um website uh questions that we, we are dealing with for our own for our own show and yes having the uh, the website business helped us to be able to have a podcast like it was so was such a great um, resource, you know, for me to have that knowledge that we could just put one out because I basically had hosting, you see, for my clients. So I already had sort of hosting that I was, I was able to use so that we could sort of get ourselves going that way without having to pay for additional hosting. So we were already paying for it. And you did the logo for the show. So there was a lot of graphic design work that had to get done. So now that logo is embedded in every single episode that goes out. So every time someone looks at their, they start the episode, they're going to see that Smile Syndicate Music Hour logo staring them in the face all the time. Mm -hmm. And we so have stickers with that logo on. And if anybody becomes a supporter, yeah. we, are, we send them <laughs> the, the sticker, the podcast sticker. They're about, they're about yay big. They're a podcast sticker. They go nice on a binder on a book, on your fridge. On the side of your car. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, now, I, now I, I actually, now with my hosting, I just use Buzzsprout and, and I get listed everywhere um, or almost everywhere aside from uh, Amazon, Pandora and, uh, and one other one that I can't remember, but it's there. Um, uh, you guys are... Uh, and just another uh, shout out for you guys. Uh, you guys are listed uh, on every major podcast app uh, as well, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Just, just checking. Okay. Next. Yeah, but you're right to mention that because uh, when you're doing it yourself, you do kind of have to do it manually. However, there are some uh, some plugin softwares that can help you with that. So it's not as hard. It's not as bad as it sounds. Like. 
when you're when you're listed with Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and when you're listed with Google and Spotify, those are the main three. And then usually a lot of the other uh, places will kind of grab those, especially the Apple or, or the Google database and uh, proliferate their databases with you. However, it's not always true. So you do have to kind of, um, that is a drawback for sure. Yeah. And yeah, so, and and for someone who just sucks at working at the, on the back end, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm just more of a drag and drop guy. Um, now, I, I do want to just mention this. Um, I actually did sell a couple email, HTML email templates to a friend one time. And, uh, and, and I actually did a decent job goading it. So I, I do see that you, that you like it. And, and I probably could have, uh, you know, gone somewhere with that had I stuck it out. But, you know, we all make those decisions. Um, okay, we've got, we got that. Um, uh, so we've got, yeah, we have the small city podcast. Um, any questions uh, for me? Uh, uh, well, did you want to talk about like the history of, of like, the, like as if you were different hobbies and, and the history of hobbies, then like one big area that, that might be missing right now is just the musical side of it in terms of just the recording uh, I don't know if did did you touch on that enough or uh, no I did not I did not uh, you can definitely uh, go on so do you want to just jump into it uh, uh, yeah 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 you okay. can go ahead so yeah we're so we're basically trying to get this show out the door means we've been having to tackle a lot of different areas in creativity so. We have to, we have to, you know, learn how to put the show together, how to do all the writing, so that we know what we're going to be talking about for the full hour, and um, how do we get the audio processed so that it's sounding good, and how, you know, we want to have songs. So how do you do songs? So there's, the, as I mentioned earlier, the whole thing started with songs being at the center of it, and now it's sort of it's a variety show. So we have the songs and we have the comedy content, but songs are a lot of work fortunately i have a decent back catalog so i don't have to do three brand new songs a week i would fall over dead if that was the that was the demand so uh basically it's like a radio station and you wait long enough you'll hear your favorite song come around again so um every so often we drop in brand new songs and then it's a whole separate creative process to get that song created so i'm sitting right now in our podcasting area down over there is the music creation area so and a whole other setup there different computer and all my instruments and all that kind of thing so it's been uh, like it's sort of been a twin focus now with the comedy and the music so the, the music goes out on the podcast and we also put it up on spotify as songs and apple music google play youtube everywhere title anywhere you get digital your digital streaming you can find the smile syndicate on there as well Oh. So I think what people might not realize is that Jason, unless they've heard us like a, 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 for a few um, weeks or so, is that Jason like writes all of the original songs, but he also plays like he plays everything, like all of the instruments are him playing. So we, we do the recording in, in our home studio and uh, and the, I mean, it's it's fantastic. So. You know, I, I really feel like there's just a wealth of knowledge there because there's so many hobbyists out there who are uh, who are musicians who are not going to be professional musicians, you know, or, or they've got like a day job and they're not necessarily wanting to go out gigging and, and they're but they're enthusiasts, you know, but if you 
if you really wanted to, you could um, meet with somebody like Jason or, or be inspired by somebody like Jason. And, uh, and, and it's just a question of like figuring out how to, again, put the puzzle together because it's every single part like layering on top. But then it's the, the process of the different processes of editing. Like there's mixing first, right, Jason? Yep. I'm not the expert here, but mixing and then the, the, there's mastering. And then is there yep. another stage after mastering? Hopefully not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, but it's, you know, mastering is the one that, that can be extremely expensive if you outsource it, right, Jason? Yeah. So we did that one time and then I kind of had a professional do mastering on my songs. And then I thought, well, this is now the target I'm going to shoot for. And I decided I can get close enough with my own skill set to that. And we don't have to pay, you know, mm -hmm. X number of dollars per song. So any, it's, it's sort of like it's, for these kinds of creative hobbies is probably now has never been a better time. Like the tooling that you need is so inexpensive compared to what it used to be. Like when I first started recording songs, I had a $1,500 four track studio, like it was big and bulky and you recorded on cassette and very limited in what you could do. And I had no clue what I was doing. And now you use a computer, you can buy a $200 interface and you can buy soft synthesizers and you get professionally sampled drums and basses and all kinds of stuff. So the song I'm in the middle of working on right now, it has a harpsichord part in it. And it's like, no big deal. It's like before we used to have to, like, where am I going to get a harpsichord from? Well, just get a software synth and away you go. So it's a bit of a spoiler though. Is that yeah. one, is that one Mr. Blue? Oh, talk about, yes, yes. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Blue Hullabaloo, is that what it's That's called? That's right. That's right. <laughs> There's a okay. new song coming out, Mr. Blue Hullabaloo. However, we have to keep <laughs> saying it because otherwise it might not come true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not oh. finished yet. <laughs> uh, now, now I did want to ask you uh, um, with your songs that you create, do you make any money from that off of Spotify or just get any revenue from that? You, well, yes, strictly speaking. Um, but you know, it, you put something out there, we've got traction on with one of the songs. So people are coming back to listen to it, but you, I do get a breakdown because I use a company that I, I give my like wave files to them. And then they do all that rigmarole to get it submitted to iTunes and everywhere else. So I don't deal with that stuff. They do it for me. Um, so I do get a breakdown from like Spotify so I can see how many listens I'm getting. And then I can see how much they pay me per listen. And it's, you know, it's funny how it differs. Like I was getting listens in uh, Switzerland and the Switzerland iTunes was actually decent. Like you got, you know, a decent, like it was actually something that rounded to a real value of money. And there are other times where it's like, I, I see an entry here and it literally says 0.00. .00. It's like, well, thanks. Right. So, so yes, the money does come in and, um, but really where we're seeing uh, any kind of revenue is just exactly what you're trying to do. And it's viewer, it's listener support. So we're on two different platforms, Patreon and locals, and we've got a small but devoted band of people and it's growing and we've got our hosting covered and we're able to save, you know, save money as the months go on and then invest in upgraded equipment and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's, it's slow, but steady. And yeah, that's kind of why we're, we're, trying to go out now in 2021 and spread the word and appear on other people's shows like yours and have other people on our show and just, you know, try to spread the word of the smile syndicate. 
it, it is very satisfying to finally see that number go up even i don't care how much it goes up but just the fact that it goes up at all is is uh so gratifying you know it's like you're you're in the game it's it's you know finally you're off to the races you're very slow but you're <laughs> you're in, moving in the right direction you know and uh when i talk about um yeah um okay i'll just go into it and and when you talk about those um wins those small wins i mean it's just great it's just it's just boom 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 and then you get that really big one and you just shoot up right now i'm in uh somewhere in the middle i've sold um a few audiobooks of mine that i created and mm -hmm. uh don't didn't put it on amazon put it on my website but uh still there um and and uh definitely we uh, just finding that success uh, as well. Um, but that's awesome. What is that audiobook again? Um, that is growing the game. Uh, that is available on my website. Um, definitely go check that out. It's about baseball and uh, growing the sport, as well as the history. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so we've so we've got so we've got the Spotify covered um and um just now in general uh with mu uh just in music um you would say to any um one that just doesn't become a mu musician um to you know you know don't be afraid and uh just uh, go out there and uh, control the source of your income and and just and just Try to make a little money on off of Spotify, right? You would agree with me on <laughs> with that. It's a very little money. I think what you what might be more profitable is using Spotify as a way to get attention and being able to direct people to it, and then have some kind of crowdsourced funding platform yeah. to use to say because we've had people who support the show and they really aren't interested in the the extras, you know, the behind the scenes stuff or like the little bonuses you give to supporters. It's more I'm enjoying your stuff ongoing and it just feels like the right thing to do. So we've kind of turned that into our messaging where we accuse the listener, like you've been listening for a little while. You're liking the show, that feeling in your stomach, that's guilt. You got to assuage that guilt. You got to get on one of these platforms and support us. You got to do the right thing and just, you know, turn it into a joke, but you're still giving that message. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, okay. Now I've got to, um, so um uh elizabeth um any it all right covered the advice of becoming a creative designer um anything else you guys would like to mention before we go well i mean i think if you're asking like where should people go to find us i would say like it would be smilesyndicate.locals.com for the full like community membership and also opportunity to support so it starts free and you can also support if you want and also you get all of the audio and we we also put songs and you know behind the scenes things uh in there there's also spotify uh just search for the smile syndicate and uh, there's also the website where we, we try to keep everything in a hub. So there's the smilesyndicate.com where you can, you can go there. And you know, if you are at all interested um, in 
any of the behind the scenes stuff like finding out more because we do go into some detail when we are able to do extra stuff. We do talk about things like how many downloads do we think we have? How big do we think we, our audience is? What do we think has, um, has had a big in, impact on our audience versus what was maybe a waste of time you know, and, and effort? Uh, and what helped with creativity and what maybe brought us the most joy in our, in our project. We, we do like to talk about the, those sorts of things, which are, which are non-fictional things. So we can't put them in the podcast, you know, so, so they're non-fictional things. We would put them in the after dark and it would be, uh, it would be there for, for kind of for moral support because we, we want other people to have this feeling that they can also um, take it on themselves to create something amazing and find like different different avenues. And you always have to be looking for those crazy little angles, you know, those crazy little avenues to make that little money off of it that will at least pay for your supplies, you know, that at least pay for your paint, pay for your, um, pay for what you need to do your creativity. Yes, and I tell my listeners uh, to always strive for that uh, full-time income as well and yeah and yeah uh jason anything uh else before we go no just uh, if, just if you if you're interested in checking out the show the simplest thing to do is just go to the smile syndicate.com you, you can click on a link that'll take you to whatever platform you need to subscribe to the show it's all free get immersed have some fun <laughs> twice a week it's a lot there's a huge back catalog you'll be binge listening before you know it yeah feel and, happy and keep listening to the, the Blue Oasis podcast while you're at it. It's not just us you need to listen to. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, and I will be happy to come on your show in the future. Uh, just give me a ring. Just give me, just let me know by email. As we, well. would love, we would love to sure. have you. What we need to do is we need to meet up and develop a character for you. And then you'll be, you'll be <laughs> thrust on stage. Uh, although it'll be very comfortable. You're going to love it. All right. Uh, perfect. Okay. So once again, before I go, uh, donate to the show, get, please leave me a, uh, rating and review five stars, write, write a little something saying that Adam, I, or, or you can just say Adam is awesome or, 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 but actually, no, actually give a Adam full blew my mind. G give me a full, <laughs> give me a full detailed, uh, review and let others know what, what's going what on yeah as well and uh and definitely give a donation link even a buck helps uh to pay for hosting fees equipment yes. and advertising okay until the next one uh stay safe stay great and i'll talk to you then mm -hmm.